All right, you football-loving maniacs, time for another episode of Three Honest Lads, and we had a little bit of an interesting uh, format this week because we had Brendan Burke on, um, as you can see, you know, on sort of the rundown on, on our podcast that we just recently released, and we had every intention of having our segment with Brendan Burke and our West Coast segment be one podcast, but Devin, you and I have grown extremely close with Brendan over the, over the past two and a half years or so, just chatting with him on the phone and, and we could talk to him for hours. And basically that's what ended up what happening is that the Eastern Eastern conference portion um, of this week's episode ended up being like a full episode's worth. So what we did, we just broke them down into two. We'll see how this goes from a listener standpoint. Maybe it's, it's exactly what we're looking for in terms of being able to break it down. But, you know, I know that there are plenty of football love maniacs out there who like to get their dose of the East or the West, depending on where they are and what team they support. Um, but this will be interesting, but we're going to do the Western conference in this episode alone. Brendan was, was unbelievable. And, and we didn't expect anything else. He was extremely accommodating. He had a day off today um, with, with the group. And as he mentioned in, in the episode, just sort of removed himself from the entire weekend, which is great. Um, but looking forward to dissecting and, and previewing what was a, a wild week in the Western conference, um, particularly on Friday, you know, on this August 16th, we, we talked about the one Eastern conference game that everybody sort of overlooked because this was just, you know, this is like a playoff week um, that we could that we could see in in late October for the Western Conference. Dev. Pretty crazy how things are playing out, and it was weird. Like T two, they got the the back to back results. They get a draw. They get a nice win, and you're like, wow, look at them. They're going to go on a little run. OKC walks right in there. The four two. I mean, it was weird. Phoenix. I said to you going in, I was like, I feel it. Like the next two weeks, I think the streak's coming down. And then going into the match, I was like, you know what? I think it's tonight. Reno gave him a little scare. That was, it's been real crazy. And outside of what's going on at the top, I have no freaking clue. Stark difference than compared to these. I have no clue what's happening down the stretch in the West. Who's going to finish out where there's just, there's so much parody going on. It's all over the place. But what you did say on air in the Phoenix game is that the top three is set. Yeah. Book that man. It's done. It's Fresno and Phoenix have, they have, yeah, they have games in hand on, on, um, they have games in hand on everybody below them. I mean, I I just don't see it happening. I mean, give you an idea right now. If, if Austin wins their next game and they're in fourth, that pushes them to 39. They're still six, five, excuse me. I can't add five points back of Fresno and Fresno will have two games in hand on them. So I just, I don't see it catching them. Reno's are right then there. Obviously I just think Phoenix Reno, I'll be interested to see who finishes in the two spot. Fresno, you know, showed that they were fallible a few weeks ago and, and they ended up losing, but just like Adam Smith gets his boys to do, they regroup to win. They drew over the weekend. And I, I don't necessarily think Austin is going to finish in the fourth. I said earlier this year, Sacramento Republic was going to be the team coming out of the West. They have not been great, but it has not been bad recently either. I could see them sneaking into that fourth spot. A little sneak, a little sneakeroo, a little quarterback sneak. No, Dunkaroo. I'm talking about. Remember Dunkaroo? Oh, do I remember Dunkaroos? That was a staple in my lunchbox for for years. For years, it would be <sighs> it would be like you know a turkey and cheese sandwich, a Gatorade pouch. Um, what else would I have? And I think I would have a bag of chips, and then Dunkaroos would be would be like my snack that I could get from my lunchbox if I wanted it like in the middle of the day or I could just have all of it at lunch. Um, but Dunkaroo, I mean, the, the sprinkled frosting one, that was my favorite by far. Vanilla with the sprinkles in there. Dip the Dunkaroo, take him for a little swim. Don't drown him in the icing because you need to be able to evenly distribute surface area. It's all it's all in the geometry. But goodness me, what a trip down memory lane. You Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I do, needed that. Do you watch, I needed that. Do you watch Brockmire? No. What no, are you doing no. with your life, man? I've seared you with so many things to watch, and the only time you execute is when you come over. Yeah. And, Brockmire, oh. you're like, yeah, and what? <laughs> That's all you're good for. <laughs> 
Rock I mean, Meyer's an yeah. awesome show. You got Hank Azaria, this broadcaster, baseball. I can't ruin it for you what goes on, but he has a breakdown. Long story short, um, who's the guy who's the drum teacher in Whiplash? Oh, I don't know. He does all the, um, oh, hang on. I got to tell you this. Hang on. We do need to hold on a second. We do need to address the mini golf, uh, <laughs> mini golf adventure that we had yesterday. Oh recording this on a Monday, August 19th. All right. So, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We've got to finish this. J.K. Simmons in the episode. His name is Matt the Bat. He's dying of cancer. He asked for Dunkaroos, and it basically is like a, a Make-A-Wish type thing. They sent him a whole pallet. It's really funny. Moving on. Go ahead. <laughs> so that's actually really funny. So Devin and I decide to go play mini golf yesterday. Devin had already been boozing throughout the day. I actually was spending a lovely Sunday afternoon with my 96-year-old grandfather, Babo, who Devin has met a couple of times, uh, who's just an absolute legend. Uh, this is a man who's been a Burning Man at 94 years old. He's actually the oldest man ever to attend Burning Man per the census tent there. He drove from West Palm Beach to Seattle and then flew to Alaska with his 87-year-old best friend. Um, He's just an absolute legend. Him and I, he had never had a Five Guys burger before, so I got him a Five Guys burger, and we listened to the Mets on the call on my SiriusXM app. Um, We were listening to Wayne Rondazzo on the call filling in for Howie Rose. We both fell asleep listening to the Mets game. It was just a great uh, grandfather-grandson moment. Um, Devin had been boozing basically the entire day. I go over to Devin since coming back from my grandfather's on the way back down, and we decide to go play mini golf after we have a couple beers at Devin's, and I put together a really, really, really nice like opening 16 holes. Devin was all over the map. If you haven't seen it, go to my Twitter account. I posted I posted a picture of it. Devin Devin had went like two, four, five, one, three. Like you know, he he literally was all over the map, tossing his putter, making inappropriate gestures with the putter. There were children in the vicinity. Um, it, it was a, it was a spectacle to say the least. So I basically had like a five or six stroke lead on Devin throughout this entire time. And the 18th hole on this golf course is like it, it, there, you have to hit it over water. You know, it's like, it's like a par three or a par four where you or, or a long par five, excuse me, where you literally have to get it over water. And I was just the definition of insanity trying to do the same thing over and over again. But if you hit it too far, then you're up against the netting by the hole and then you have a tough uphill putt. So what I was trying to do was not put too much on it, but just gracefully get it over the water. I hit it into the water three times. Once I finally got it over, I two putted, but you know, Devin and I, as per our math skills that, that the football loving maniacs have been privy to had no idea what the score was. So meanwhile, I'm like hitting for seven to put it in and we have no idea what the score is. It ends up that I end up beating Devin by one stroke, as you can see on the scorecard on my Twitter account. Um, and, and it's funny how I end up being the one that gets all of the backlash on Twitter for it, considering that I was the one who won, but it was that large number seven on the, uh, on the scorecard that seemed to tickle everybody's fancy, but what, what a roller coaster of a ride. This is why we love sports. Anything, anything can happen on any given day. You done? You happy with yourself? I'm, I'm done. I, no, I'm not happy with myself because everybody was shitting on me for, for a seven. You should have made a seven. You don't make a seven. You don't make a seven I, and win. I had that cushion. I was, I, mean, I won four to the last five holes. I was greased up, man. I was, I was in no shape to be playing mini golf. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're going to play mini golf. My, uh, my wife obviously does not support the mini golfing habit. She is, and, and it's not that she doesn't like mini golf. She's very, very, very competitive, but she played individual sports. If you don't play team sports, the individual side of things is that's a whole nother animal. Now you can play both, but if you've only ever played individual sports, the mentality is different. And she's so competitive. She throws her club. Like it's gotten to the point now where if I can convince her, and that's a very strong if to come with me, all she does is come and just walks the course and hangs out with me. Now, the cool thing is, and Tyler can attest to us, is the, the course in my 
city is called putting around one of the cooler mini golf courses you'll find it's a great surface there's music playing the entire time like modern music fun stuff that we would all listen to and they have good food they have great beers and they have a delivery service obviously there's no charge where literally there's stands on every hole not just at the beginning and at the end but <laughs> throughout the course itself like in within holes where you can put your beers down and there's little business cards that are laminated on the top with the phone number for you to call and the bartender brings you another beer i mean you can't put me in that environment and think on a regular basis that i'm going to be successful no and and to be completely fair i'm probably about like seven for eight eight for nine in terms you've only beaten me once on there and i actually kept yeah I, i'm gonna and, I, i'm gonna hold it right now the golf ball um that i beat you with on the 18th hole um we were we were tied going into the 18th and I got a hole in one. It was epic. It was absolutely epic. And I actually saved that. And I carry it, I carry it with me usually in my backpack that I take to work, but we digress. L let's, let's move on to some Western conference matchups. We're gonna have to start on a Friday, August 16th for these. And again, the three games were just outstanding. Let's start with Fresno and the Monarchs from Chuck Chancy Park. Jaime Chavez's goal um, would end up being equalized by, I believe it was Douglas Martinez. That game would finish one, one. Um, so Phoenix fans were keeping an eye on that. So that was obviously best case scenario for Phoenix. And then Phoenix taking on Reno. Um, I thought there was a lot of bad juju coming their way, given the fact that they had acquired Peter Lee Vass uh, Vassal from LAFC, the first LAFC player that they had brought onto the roster, uh, just the 18 man roster. Um, since Tristan Blackman was a part of the roster against Tacoma Defiance, that was back on April 21st. Um, and, and these next two, you know, the next two games for Phoenix, whether it be home against Reno, home against Sacramento, really in question of whether or not the streak was going to come to an end. Um, Junior Fleming's opening up some scoring in the 20th minute. Halftime comes around. Reno make a couple of adjustments. They get an equalizing goal in the, in the form of Danny Vasovsky. Um, you start to think that all the momentum swings in the favor of Reno. And then one quick little sequence, um, great hustle from Adam John to keep the ball in play. Good touch from Vaccaro, finding Abadou Dia. Um, and then Reno just get it all wrong on a challenge. Abadou Dia gets taken down. Solomon Asante buries it from the penalty spot. And then Phoenix will go on to get a third in the form of Mustafa Dambuya, who played lights out. Probably one of the best performances we've seen from a defender the entire year, regardless of conference, east or west. Um, Reno would get one late to make it 3-2. Phoenix would get one more to make it 4-2. And Phoenix win their 14th in a row, 13-0-0 on dollar beer night. They'll have another dollar beer night against Sacramento Republic coming up this weekend. But Phoenix somehow get it done. Portland Timbers 2, OKC Energy FC from Providence Park. Big game for not only T2, but for OKC Energy FC. It looked like T2 were in control. Steve Cook and the boys just come marching back. 4-2 is the final score in favor of the side out of the Midwest in the game that was featured in the Pacific Northwest. And a big, big three points for Steve Cook. Um, a lot to unpack uh, on a Friday night in the, in the Western Conference in the USL Championship. This was just a lot of fun to keep an eye on everything as the Phoenix game was going on. I was actually quite surprised at the OKC result. And I say that with utmost respect for Steve Cook. We have a good relationship with him. Really impressive of what he's been able to do with his squad. And they're still kind of trying to figure out what it is going forward. But they just, it, the home in a way that it's, you can't figure it out. It's pretty simplistic and what their performances have been, but their away results, it's really weird. Like you lose one, nothing at Colorado Springs and then you, you follow it up on the road and, and you go beat to come defiance. You know, you, you beat Vegas on the road, you draw Fresno, you draw New Mexico, but you lose at Austin, you tie Tulsa. Like there, there was no rhyme or reason behind it. I'm not saying I, I 
blatantly thought T2 was going to win, but that was a team that was, you know, struggling for some sort of momentum. Cameron Knowles' boys had a win and a draw back-to-back games. And I was just like, oh, here they go. They're going to make a run. And sure enough, OKC comes in and gets it. They, they've got a rough slate upcoming, though. Keep an eye. We talk about the run-ins of the Western Conference and how the playoff race is going to shape out. Check this out. They play home Austin at Real Monarchs, home New Mexico at San Antonio, home SAC. I mean, that is a ridiculous five-game slate that could see them jump up through the rankings and put them in serious contention for possibly an outside shot at fourth, that could also send them packing and put them below the playoff line and have no existence whatsoever come playoff time. All right, lovely stuff. So let's move to Saturday uh, in this week 24, San Antonio FC and RGV. Um, this, was, this was not a good look for Darren Powell, um, especially considering that they were starting to figure it out a little bit, or at least you thought. Um, this is a group that got a big win over Reno by a score of 4-1 to one, uh, in between. That win against the Monarchs, they suffered a 3-2 loss against the Sacramento Republic, but that's okay. But you can't follow it up with a 2-2 draw um, against RGV in a game in which I, I believe that they led um, by a score of 2-0 and RGV just comes storming back. And this wasn't a game that was played in, 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 in the realm of where dreams and all things positive in life go to die at HEB. This was at Toyota. Um, so this is not a great look for Darren Powell. That finishes 2-2 between San Antonio and RGV. Let's head out to uh, to Bold Stadium. Austin coming with a 5-1 win over the Tulsa Roughnecks. I mean, that's what you got to do. If you want to be a top-four team, you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, beat up on them, and then also uh, just find a way to get it done against some of the better teams. El Paso Locomotive in the return home after the tragic shootings at the Walmart um, a couple weeks ago. El Paso coming in with a 2-0 win over the Tacoma Defiance, and Edson Partido with a magnificent bicycle kick. I don't even know if you can call it a bicycle kick finish because it was like almost on an angle, but somehow he hit it perfectly with the outside of his left foot or it might have been the inside. I don't know. He was inverted. It was crazy. It was sort of like, you know, flight, uh, the movie with Denzel Washington, you know, the functioning alcoholic. Um, it was sort of like that where, you know, Partido was like, we're going to roll it. We're going to roll the plane. Edson Partido rolls himself to a sports center, top 10, not just top 10, number one. Um, and El Paso locomotive come away with a two nil win. Great to see. Mark Lowry and the boys with a big response since returning home. New Mexico United 2-2 draw against Los Dos. Uh, big comeback for, for Los Angeles Galaxy 2. They were actually leading 2-1, I believe, and then New Mexico United tied it up. Um, I think that that's how that went down. Correct me if I'm wrong, Devin. Orange County 3-0 win over Las Vegas Lights FC. That's exactly what you would expect them to do at home. Las Vegas, miserable on the road. What else is new? Sacramento Republic 4-0 over Colorado Springs, switchbacks. Thomasina Bolson able to bag his first goal for the Quails. And that would do it for Western Conference action on a Saturday. Devin, what do you got? I think you're spot on. Um, New Mexico, once again, dude, they're still, we kind of talked about it with Brennan Burke, their form, they're still up and down. And it's it's so weird about like them in St. Louis and how it's kind of that carrot that gets dangled down in front of you and you have to chase it, have to chase it. And sometimes you just get so tired that the tortoise and the hare analogy comes back in and the guys who are just slow and steady winning the race, as opposed to getting out in front early on, you know, they got results against Sacramento and El Paso. And and then since then it's, it's been off again and you draw Austin at home and um, the T2, Los Dos, the T2 I saw. The, no, I haven't seen the, the game against Los Dos. Um, but, you know, Los Dos goes up, they respond. Um, Los Dos goes up again, they respond. It's great to see the response, but you would expect a team like that coming down the stretch to be in better form. I'm not necessarily saying there's a cause for concern, but if I was a, a United fan, I'd, I'd like them to look better. Again, it's it's so weird in the West. Chris Weehan missed a penalty, by the way, um, which never happens. But it's so weird in the West, and we've talked about this before, but Orange County right now in 13th at 30 points, you know, they're, they're six points behind fourth. That, that's super, super weird. And if I was T2, if I'm New Mexico United, I'm – I'm concerned of not necessarily getting to the playoffs. Some people can make that argument for T2, but 
El Paso as well. I'm concerned about what I'm going to look like when I get into the playoffs. Brendan Burke said it best. Like you get into the playoffs, all bets are off. You can go win, but there is something to be said for teams that are, you know, gaining momentum and looking good a la Indy 11. It's three out of the last four and they're making moves. They're making trades. We'll obviously talk about that. Any volts in heaven over to Sacramento Republic. But I, I just, I'm a little bit concerned for some of those teams and what this will look like going forward. All righty. Let's head to um, this upcoming week, week number 25. Holy mackerel, Toledo, whatever you want to call it. One game in the Western Conference on Friday, August 23rd, and that is going to be we're going to I want to text Jose Bosch on this. Is there has there ever been back to back dollar beer nights? I don't know if there has. I don't think there has. I don't I don't remember that. Um, this is unprecedented. It, it, I don't know. If and they were normally know, spaced this, out like, like yeah. weeks in between each other. Now they're just throwing them all in there. And hey, let's let's get everybody hammered. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, the, first of all, the Bud Light, the Bud Light video from Phoenix is like incredible. It's incredible. First of all, you have, you have Rick Shaw's talking about how it's better than DiMaggio's 56 game inning streak. Joey Farrell's like, put us up there with Miracle on ice. He got Vanderplatz, you know, like playing the dummy role. And he goes, we're undefeated on the year. Joey's like, no, we're undefeated on beer night. Like the whole video is, you know, it's classic Bud Light fashion, right? Like it's kind of serious, but it just has that like a hint of, of inebriation uh, amongst it, among it. But like, that's exactly what Bud Light is. Um, And I thought that video was really, really well done. It was awesome. And Phoenix are going to have an opportunity on dollar beer night to take on the quails in Sacramento Republic. Devin, I mean, you said going into the two game stretch that the losing, the winning streak was going to come to an end. Do you see it now? I'll tell you what, it's, it's setting itself up. I mean, this is nothing against Phoenix at all. I just, it's sometimes you get those feelings and, and you saw glimpses in the Reno game and for Sacramento Republic, it's, I I just, they're, they're starting to click, man. They, they, they get good results. I mean, the the result, you tell me a three, two win at San Antonio, you have this conversation in April or may, everybody's laughing at you. A three, two win at San Antonio now is a great win. And it's it's getting better again. Like I'm not I'm not overwhelmed by their performances, but it's getting better. And now the series history between the two, they don't like each other at all. Like it's two teams that they just they don't like each other. And Sacramento Republic is starved for points. They're trying to find a way to battle their way back in, and not just in for a top four spot, but for a playoff spot. They've now done that, and I promise you that dressing room is buzzing right now. You get Tomasini Volton coming in. They picked up the the Polish kid. They are some nice pieces coming together for them. And you've got, I get it. It's Colorado Springs, but like you put four goals in the back end and on anyone, you feel good. You come into training, they're four and beaten, two wins, two draws. You're going to Phoenix. I just, for some reason, the stars are aligning and this could be the end of the streak. Sorry. I hate to say it, it Phoenix could, it, fans, but it could be. It, it might not be. be. Uh, and I'm not a soothsayer. You could argue it the other way as well. I can sit there and go, oh, there's no way. I mean, to be fair, you and I were were cut pretty hard on Phoenix and, and their performances as of late. That's the best Phoenix has looked in the past five or six games since the Austin game. That's the best Phoenix. Has and, looked. I, and I think that we also need to take into consideration that like Phoenix's off night is still better than most good night. It's for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, like the league is spoiled by that. Yeah. The league is spoiled by that. And like there, you know, when their standard deviation is, is, is like something to be reckoned with. Like when they, 
are like, you know, the pendulum swings, right? Like, you know, you want to keep the pendulum moving within the middle, right? You don't want to be too far high. You don't want to be too far low. And like when they do swing out of their, of their area, it still is better than most teams. And, and you really have to have your best night to beat Phoenix and they don't need their best night to beat you. That's the scary part. Um, so that's what you're seeing right now. And Sacramento, as we've seen time and time again, always give Phoenix a good game. Devin mentioned it athletically. They do match up. Shannon Gomez um, was not healthy for their win against the Colorado Springs switchbacks. And he's a really important piece, especially if he's going to keep up with the likes of Junior Fleming, Solomon Asante. Like he's one of the more underrated outside backs in this league. And they're going to need him if they are going to have any chance. Yeah, plain and simple. Um, so, I, I think we spent enough yeah. time on it. I agree with you. You're good. Yep. Okay. So let's head to Saturday. Um, we covered the Eastern Conference with Brendan Burke. So if you are realizing that you're not hearing any Eastern Conference on this episode, go back to our list of episodes. It's going to be released at the same time. We had a great conversation with Brendan Burke. He was our third honest lad. For the day. Um, so the first game in the Western Conference on Saturday is going to be 8:30 at HEB Park, that wonderful, magnificent venue. Um, as RGB are going to play host to El Paso Locomotive, as El Paso are looking to keep the winning train moving after their 2-0 decision against the Tacoma Defiance. San Antonio FC playing host to New Mexico United. San Antonio O New Mexico United won after that drilling on Cinco de Mayo that New Mexico dispatched Darren Powell's group. So that game is going to be from Toyota Field. Great matchup there between the silver and black and black and yellow. OKC Energy FC are going to play host to Austin Bold FC and Marcelo Serrano. OKC coming off that 4-2 win against OKC Energy FC. Austin Bolt looking to make it two, two in a row, maybe three in a row. Looking to make it two in a row after their 5-1 win against the Tulsa Roughnecks. Orange County welcoming the Real Monarchs to town. Big matchup there after the Monarchs drew Fresno, able to come away with a point to Chuck Chancey. That's a really good result for the Monarchs in their most recent game. Fresno is going to play host to Colorado Springs Switchbacks. You would expect a win and nothing else from Adam Smith's group. And then Las Vegas Lights FC will have an opportunity at home against Cameron Knowles and Portland Timber. Too. And again, we continue to like talk about the West and how it's shaking out one win for Vegas and they are right back in the thick of things in the playoff race. Um, but they, they need to get a win because their last win came on July 27th against RGV, which is not all that impressive. And that's going to do it for week number 25. Dev, anything from Saturday you want to key in on? Uh, no. Hard to say this, but I think you did a really good job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you, everything that you do, every every move that appreciate you make. You, uh, appreciate you too, Paul. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. All right. So listen. Whoa, whoa, fun. whoa. Elephant in the room. We forgot about something. Oh, my God. Trace's take. That's right. And tell him why. Well, it's his birthday. That's that's It's his birthday. As he goes, just just ran away from me to go out the side door. Reason reason number two is that we were in the Florida room last time, and we and we we said Trace and take at the beginning of the episode, and we just totally forgot to do it because we were just entrenched in and one underwear and everything else. Uh, Uh, Speaking of which, heavenly you have a pair on heavenly beer flowing like the salmon of Capistrano. (laughs) Get the dog, Chase. Come on, buddy. Here we go. Okay. Let's do, let's do San Antonio, New Mexico for our uh, for our trip. Okay. He's like all pissed at me because I haven't let him outside, so it's gonna take a minute. Hang on, sec. San Antonio, New Mexico. I'd be pissed. At you. Yeah, let's go. I gotta get out of here though. You're, you're mad because I don't let you outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in the corner. Here we go, Trace. Come here. Come here. Come on. Come get this. Okay. Here we go. Ready? New Mexico, San Antonio. Pick one. Which one do you want? Pick one. He sniffed New Mexico. He hit San Antonio. He sniffed New Mexico again. Trace, which one do you want, buddy? You can have it. Troy okay. Lassane or Darren Powell? Oh, dude, he's never done this. Guess what he just did? What did he, he left the room. He got up and walked away. Yeah. Postponed? Is that a draw? <laughs> Postponed. It is a draw. Postponed Let's match? It's a draw. Let's it's a draw. draw. He's calling a draw. It's a draw. It's a draw. I like it's that. 
Trace, you are you are wise at your young years. Two years old today, man. Look at him quivering with excitement to go outside and piss all over everything. You're like Tyler on a Saturday night in Nashville. <laughs> oh man, I I would love any sort of comeback right now, but like you're just so smart, you have nothing because I you're you so have nothing. You, I, I gotta put you on so much blast. <laughs> let's let's end the episode right there. Football loving maniacs, we love you. Devin Kerr just with a knockout punch in in the second round. Uh, I'm I'm lying backside uh, on the canvas. It, it, call, call the fight. It's over. It's done. We love you. Hashtag three honest lads. Three honest lads at gmail.com. Send us an email. Ask us a question. Um, we love you. We'll talk to you later. Peace.